And welcome back to another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. Like we, like I say all the time, this is Jovan Alfred, and shortly I'll be joined by Harrison Brown and Nick Earnshaw of TotalSportsLive.com to discuss another Eagles win and loss because it wasn't like that. They actually tied, so we're going to talk about that. Um and more here on the podcast. But before we do, make sure um, you are following us on Twitter at Total Sports Live and checking out the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and lastly, here on uh, Anchor. Just search Total Sports Live TSL Podcast. Really appreciate everyone that subscribes, downloads, clicks, listen. You know, it really means a lot uh, to us that we try to bring you guys just quality. Uh, football Eagles content throughout this uh, football season. And eventually, you know, when people like this, we'll just continue it to start doing it for other things. When baseball season comes back around, Philly, Sixers, you know, we'll just keep on building upon this, you know, if this is something uh, that you all want to see uh, very more. And like I said, check out TotalSportsLive.com uh, as, uh, as well. And as I said, the Eagles didn't lose this week, but they didn't win either. Um, when we last spoke, the Eagles are coming off a disgraceful, horrendous loss to the, the to the L.A. Rams, even though the Rams look like they're going to be a pretty good team uh, this season. However, we thought when we last spoke, when you last heard this podcast, that they that the Eagles had a chance to break their losing streak against the also winless Cincinnati Bengals, who couldn't stop the run with a nosebleed the first two weeks of the season. However, that didn't happen. Because they tied with the Bengals 23-23. Infamously, infamously, the last time these two, not the last time, but in this history with this with these two teams, the last, you know, when the Eagles played the Bengals in Cincinnati years ago, years ago when Donovan McNabb was at the helm, they also tied. So it was only right that these two teams tied again with they matched up with quarterbacks being not McNabb and Carson Palmer, but Carson Wentz and Joe Burrow. So we got a lot of talk about from this game. Um, like I say, Eagles tied 23-23. Wasn't a great game. Again, another another situation, another week where the Eagles didn't play 60 minutes of football, which is key to getting a victory. Um, went still having turnover issues. And now Eagles fans are pretty much at this point they're just fed up and trying to wonder where to go, who to place the blame to. And, hey, should I start be looking at 2021 NFL mock drafts at this point? Because that's the conversation a lot of fans are ha- happening. I've seen discussions saying maybe, you know, they should take Jamar Chase, the LSU wide receiver, <laughs> in the first round. Maybe they should take Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State. So, I mean, there's a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion, because it's like, all right, 0-2-1, this, t- this season pretty much looks like a done bun, but hey, we'll see what happens. So, we're going to talk about uh, talk about who deserves the blame uh, from this game. Uh, we're also going to, you know, you know, look at, you know, should and discuss should Doug Peterson bench Carson Wentz, because now I think we're almost getting to a tipping point where that might have to be discussed. And look forward to their game, you know, on Sunday night against the beat up uh, San Francisco 49ers, the reigning NFC uh, NFC champs. And also, if we do have time today, we're going to talk about the COVID-19 outbreak between the Titans and the Vikings. Nick Foles shines in relief duty and leads the Bears in the comeback win over the Falcons. And then last but not least, as we always do to wrap up the pot talk some fantasy but we'll see how it goes today because like i said we got a lot to talk about on today's show so let's get into it and join 
joining me on the podcast always is none other than Harrison Brown and Nick Earnshaw of TotalSportsLive.com. Fellas, how are you doing? We thought when we last spoke last week that this was going to be a chance for this team to get a victory. And it was just like, all right, if they just run the ball, they don't make mistakes, you know, they'll be okay. But that didn't happen. They tied, which is not a loss, but it's not a win either. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Tie ball game this weekend against the Bengals. I, I think uh, what you mentioned earlier, it, it's hard to know where to go from here with the upcoming schedule the Eagles have and mm-hmm. just the way this team looks overall. They look very sloppy. They do not look good. So a lot to discuss. It's good to be with you guys today. Uh, man, can we get rid of ties already? Seriously. But, uh, <laughs> For real. But uh, now the Eagles, the Eagles did not play well once again. Uh, three straight weeks of uh, tough football to watch. Um, so we're going to get into it. I can't wait to talk about it. Listen, as y'all know me, I'm always an advocate to change the. Uh, I'm always an advocate. I'm always the advocate to uh, to to take out to. Um, I'm always the advocate to do the college overtime rule in pro football. I was, I'm always an advocate for it, but for some reason we still haven't got that yet. We're still doing the whole tie situation, but you know, that's okay. That's okay. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out and go from there, but we got to talk about, like I said, we got to talk about this game. Um, the Eagles are still winless. They could have won on Sunday and a lot of people are trying to point the blame, man. And part of the blame, a lot of people are looking at is Carson Wentz, you know, Wentz looked like the rookie on Sunday while Joe Burrow, Surprisingly, looked like the five-year veteran. Burrow uh, completed 31 of 44 passes for 312 yards, two TDs, and zero interceptions. However, he was sacked eight times. It was nice to see the Eagles defensive line wake up and have themselves a very good game. That was probably only one of the bright spots next to Miles Sanders. Uh, But Wentz, again, struggling. 29 of 47 for 225 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. He has 65 rushing yards and a rushing in the game. It looked like the game, it was the game tying rushing touchdown late in the fourth quarter. But this season, he has three touchdowns to six interceptions to start the year. Um, in addition to that, uh, the Eagles' pass defense had trouble again. Um, this this game, it wasn't a tight end this time, but it was the wide receiver, it was the wide receiver trio. Uh, by the Cincinnati Bengals, led by uh, Tyler Boyd, who had 10 receptions for 125 yards and 13 targets. And T. Higgins, the rookie who was drafted in the second-round pick, he had himself a nice game, uh, scoring uh, scoring two TDs and had five receptions for 40 yards. Two TDs on very identical plays that really put the Eagles linebacking core back in the main focus of the microscope. So you got that. And uh, Miles Sanders, he had another solid game, 95 yards on 18 carries, and he had some... um, he caught some passes in the receiving game. However, um, however, Harrison, once again, the, you know, they, like I said earlier, they failed to play a 60 minute game on Sunday, which, you know, which led to the tie and the glaring issue. The glaring issue is still, you know, Carson Wentz. Uh, what was your thoughts from Sunday's game? You know, who deserves the blame? Who's, who deserves the blame from this one? As a, as a team, they definitely kind of, you know, top to bottom deserve some blame for this one. I think that, uh, on the good side, the defensive line played well. Darius Slay played well. Greg Ward played well, and maybe a few of the O linemen. But basically, other than that, uh, everybody can take some blame from this one. Starting it off with Carson Wentz, another week where you know he just wasn't where he needed to be. He showed some. He showed some flashes for sure. I mean, he moved around the pocket way more. He was able to get out of pressure. Made some nice throws. The the rushing touchdown at the end of the game was definitely very encouraging. You're seeing signs of why they love Carson so much, but. 
the inaccuracy, the decision-making, um, it's kind of a, a broken record at this point, but it's holding this Eagles team back. I mean, there's no two ways around it. Six interceptions so far this year just continues to turn the ball over um, in, a lot of, in a lot of bad situations and just really has not been the quarterback that they've needed him to be all year. I mean, it's, it's coming to a breaking point for sure. The, the sledding in the next three games is very tough with San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. So, you know, even if they were hypothetically thinking about making some type of switch, that's a, that's a very tough time to, mm-hmm. to try to do that. So Carson really is going to have to go out there and, and just play like he did in the past, play like he has against Green Bay and Buffalo last year, play like he has in the 2017 season. They need uh, Carson to just get back going. This, this offense can't operate without him. It, it's been uh, really ever since that interception in the Washington game, the offense has been stagnant. I mean, they just haven't been able to move the ball consistently. He's missed a lot of throws. The sluggo to Miles Sanders when Miles Sanders was lined up at wide receiver, um, that's a walk-in touchdown in a crucial point in the game. You've got to be able to hit that. Uh, a screen pass to Miles on third down, throws it at his feet. You've got to be able to just put that in his hands, let him go to work, let your playmakers make plays. Um, so Carson definitely has a lot of the share of this team's 0-2-1 start. I mean, that's just one thing. Um, Doug Peterson's definitely got to take a lot of blame. The decision to mm-hmm. punt on 4th and 12 really contradicts a lot of what, um, you know, he kind of had made his uh, his play-calling style to be, the the fearless mentality and all that stuff. Um, it, it, it just kind of showed that he did not trust that offense to not turn the ball over, to not throw an incomplete pass, to not take a big sack that puts the Bengals even closer. Um, he didn't trust Carson Wentz with the ball in a crucial situation. Mm-hmm. So the field goal situation, a lot to put on Matt Pryor right there. Um, obviously, Matt Pryor was a guy who we all talked about uh, in the media and stuff this year. A lot of people expected him to start, did get to start this week, played uh, reasonably well. You know, Carson had time in the pocket and stuff. Um, Obviously, that that field goal attempt, the false start, can't happen. It, it's crucial. It, it gives this team a tie instead of a win. And um, it being so late in the game, a lot of blame definitely goes to him. Um, and, and the linebackers, you guys have really been on top of this all year. Uh, Nate, Gary, TJ Edwards, that whole crew um, just really is not a starting caliber crew in the NFL. The Eagles failed to address it this offseason, and it, it's, it's a glaring issue. Um, the screen pass on third and 15 late in the game, when Gio Bernard was able to get just just convert on a third and 15 and just run through the Eagles defense. I mean, you've got to just be able to get off the field right there. You've got to give the offense back the ball and let them go to work. So there's a there's a lot of different things you can poke and point at. I know we could all go all day just on little things that happen in the game. But really, I mean, it, it's kind of to the point they've got to just put the blinders on and move forward and, and try to just get any type of win they can. San Francisco looks relatively beatable even though they just blew out the Giants I mean they're very banged up it's a different 49ers team than last year so they they've got to try to find a way to capitalize on opportunities because they had so many chances to win that game against the Bengals so many opportunities to put that game you know to where they had a lead to win it in overtime Um, they could have went for two when Carson ran in for that touchdown and it's 22 to 23 they choose to keep the extra point I'm not necessarily mad at that you're going to take your chances in overtime you don't believe that Burrow can score on you fine but I mean you've got to be able to convert in overtime so uh, really a lot of places to throw the blame they've got to get better as a team there's just there's just no way around it no you know you're definitely right about that it, the blame goes all around it's it's a it, when we talk about you know team losses this was a pure team loss because there's so many people that you can look at you can look at 
Wentz. You can look at Peterson. You can look at, you know, players. You know, we can look at Nate Gary. We can look at, you know, Jim Schwartz calling sticks defense on a third and long, and they give up, you know, a, a first down. That shouldn't have to be when you're playing prevent st- sticks defense. You, it just, you just don't need to do that. But, you know, Nick, you know, like we talked about before the show, as we were getting prepared, you know, and Harrison pointed out, a lot of this falls on you know Carson Wentz and him just not making the not making those throws like Harrison pointed out that sluggo the 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 Miles Sanders when he was matched up against the linebacker you gotta have that you gotta have that it was the ball he's he he gets past the linebacker has a step on him you gotta put it there the interceptions the one that he the one that was intercepted by LaShawn Sims just horrible horrible interception then to start the game it was almost just like oh man here we go again <laughs> with the interception and at the same time Doug Peterson didn't help them out in some respects as well like we talked about before the show when you have a struggling quarterback you need to run the ball a little bit more and for only Miles Sanders to have only 18 carries for a guy who is your feature back you know come on we got to get a little bit you know there you, you got to give a ball some at least give him maybe seven more carries and that changes the five to seven more carries and possibly you know that change that changes that changes the ball game right there no i agree with a lot of what you guys are saying well look this team has a lot of problems most notably on the offensive side of the ball you could just blame Wentz, who I'll get into in a second. I have a lot to say about him. But uh, the play-calling decision-making is another aspect that I- I'm going to question. Uh, you know, everybody saw the debacle in overtime with Matt Pryor moving before the snap, committing the false start penalty, moving the Eagles back into very long field goal range. Doug Peterson chose to punt the ball, not even try a Hail Mary attempt or a long field goal. I thought that was the wrong decision, personally. And, you know, even Peterson came out the next day having second thoughts. But now, now what I don't understand is why you have a struggling quarterback right now, and you're throwing the ball 47 times a game. I, I don't I don't think that's re- I don't think that's the correct move. Um, I think that they need to get the ball on the ground much more than they have been, and utilize their backs more. I mean, Sanders had only what 18 carries, and he was near nearly had a 100 yard rushing game. So I don't know if they're scared to utilize Sanders more that they think maybe he could get hurt again. Um, but they have other backs. Well, they they have Boston Scott, they have Corey Clement, they could utilize. Um, I, I, they have to run the ball more, especially um, when they have Sanders, who's putting up 95 yards on 18 carries and who just looks really good right now. Um, so, you know, I think the play calling has to change. They need to run the ball more than they have been. I mean, Doug has talked about simplifying the offense this week for Wentz, which in year five is actually kind of a disgrace. But I digress because maybe that is what has to happen for Carson to have a you know, break out of his slump that he's in right now. He's been one of probably one of the worst QBs in the league this year. Um, according to pro football focus, he's had a 47.3 overall player grade and had the most turnover worthy plays with 12. The next closest is Dwayne Haskins and Mitch Trubisky with six. It's, it's not even close. Um, Wentz, Wentz has struggled. He's missing throws. He leads, he tied, he's tied for the league lead in interceptions with six when he had only seven last year. I mean, we're three weeks into the year he, you know, Carson's still missing open targets, not seeing guys open downfield, and he's and he's turned the football over. I mean, it's been a wacky year, like, but but it's been a wacky year for everyone, and there's no excuse for the way he's been playing in year five. I mean, look, I'm not gonna say it's Jalen Hurts' time yet, but the rumblings are already starting and they're heating up. And if it continues, I wouldn't be shocked if he does get benched somewhere down the line. But I mean, you know, they paid this guy a lot of money to be the franchise quarterback, and uh, he has not performed well. He's missing open targets. 
missing guys that are wide open, not even seeing them. His vision needs to get better. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of problems. There definitely is a lot of problems. And, you you know, you mentioned it, and I'm glad you brought that stat because I saw that too by, pro, by, I think, like you said, it was pro football focus, you know. And it's funny that you see uh, you see those stats and it's just like, wow. Like the quarterbacks mentioned on that list, one of them was benched this past Sunday. And Mr. Trubisky, the other one in Dwayne Hatsons is struggling because his offensive line is not the great. And he doesn't have he doesn't really have weapons outside of really Terry McLaurin at this point, you know, polished, developed weapons. And once you look at it, it's like you got you got the best. You got the better weapons out of all of them. And you're still struggling. That is what's uncalled for. And you mentioned you just brought it up, you know. People, you know, are getting frustrated and talking about Jalen Hurts. And that's what the topic of discussion on uh on Monday morning on uh Angelo Cataldi, you know, on 94 WIP the morning show. I think they asked, you know, Peterson sh- you know, is you know the idea about benching Wentz in favor of Hertz and Peterson basically dismissed that notion saying, you know, no, that's just that would be a need that would be a knee jerk reaction. But is it a knee jerk reaction, fellas, when Carson Wentz is one of the reasons why he's costing the Eagles uh, cars causing it, you know, costing e- the Eagles victories at this point. And, you know, you look at it, should, you know, should, should Wentz get benched? I mean, we said it, I, we said it last week, or I said it last week. If he has another performance like he did in week two or week three, then you got to possibly consider it. And then he did it again. So, I mean, at what point, I mean, at, I mean, I mean, fellas, you know, starting with, you know, you, Harrison, if, if, if Wentz comes out and gives you another, one touchdown, two interception performance, or even two touchdown, two interception performance, and they still lose. What do you do at that point? I mean, seriously, what do you do? They've they've really backed themselves into a tough spot, just logistically. I mean, Carson Wentz, they, right. they made him the guy. He was decidedly the guy. They paid him that way. They've treated him that way. They've they've tried to draft that way. This year is where things change when they pick Jalen Hurts in the second round a little bit. But, I mean, Carson still has the majority of his max contract franchise guy uh, quarterback deal left to play still. So it's really a tough spot. I mean, if you're going to bench Carson, um, it, it it just openly admits like, hey, we messed up on that one. We should not have paid him all that money. Um, we're going to have to find our way out of that contract. I think they're going to let him kind of play through it, especially in these next three games. Now, if we're at a point where in these next three games, Carson Wentz is still struggling and is still, I mean, they're Oh five and one, and it's just, the season is done. I, I feel like then it's, it's kind of a no brainer to at least see what hurts has. And I would really like to see more and more of hurts in these next three games, just kind of as a complimentary quarterback, like they used him this week. I think that the expansion in Jalen Hurts's role this week was good to see. Um, he did some positive things. He looked good with the football in his hands. The fumble is discouraging, but it's a football game. It's a bang bang play. It's really his first game in the NFL where he's operating with the ball in his hands. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that. Definitely good to see, but it's still so early in his career. Um, no preseason games this year, no mini camp. Still just adjusting to the Eagles playbook. This is the third playbook he's had in three years going from Bama, Oklahoma to the Eagles. So definitely, um, I think that with time, he'll be able to get more and more comfortable in this offense. They're going to find his role. But for right now, it, it still is Carson's job. As much as 
maybe necessarily, you know, we would all love to see just a change of pace at quarterback, just someone else out there. Let's let's see what someone else has. Let's see if they can move the ball. Um, it, it still feels like it's Carson's job for right now because of the contract, the lack of Hertz's experience, and the upcoming schedule. So, I mean, he he has an opportunity in Carson Wentz. He, Carson Wentz has an opportunity to reestablish himself as the Eagles franchise quarterback. I think they need to at least come out of this this stretch, this tough this tough stretch, two and one. And it's not necessarily out of the picture. I mean, before the season, if you had said the 49ers are super banged up and, and you know, then the next week you have to go play Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, um, those would have probably been considered two winnable games, maybe not necessarily guaranteed wins, but definitely two winnable games for the Eagles. Right now, they feel very unattainable. If we're just looking at the film that we've seen from the first three weeks, it feels like the Eagles are going to lose all three of these games and fall to 0-5-1. and one. But right. technically speaking, I mean, Carson, if he comes out and plays really well, the offense moves the ball, sure, they could they could split these games. So he he has to come out and prove. There's just there's no two ways around it. I I would definitely be in favor of some type of quarterback change before the end of the year, if this, especially if things kind of continue on this way. But kind of just in general, for me, I'm I'm really not convinced that Carson Wentz is the franchise guy here. I, I like him as a as a human being. I think he's a really good dude, and mm-hmm. he's done great things, you know, on the field for the Eagles. I think he's made some amazing plays, but the inconsistency and the how average he and the Eagles have been since 2018 is just unacceptable at this point. I mean, we're going on three years here of very average play and one year of excellent play, and then obviously his rookie year. So, I mean, you kind of – it is what it is with the rookie year. He got thrown in the starting role late. Amazing in 2017, 2018, 2019, and now 2020, very average. And 2020, very bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to really struggle with, with sticking behind Carson Wentz as the franchise quarterback here. Hey, your, your, your feelings and your opinions are very warranted and valid. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they, 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 feel, they feel that way about him. Like you said, you know, 2016, he's a rookie. He improves 2017, really. And it's, only, it's almost weird to say this, but maybe 20. And you don't want to say this about a quarterback at this stage, only in year five. It almost seems like he's kind of reached his peak, which was 2017, which is scary, but we have to know all the injuries he's had suffered, you know, the, the, the knee injury, then, you know, the, you know, the fractures in his back and, you know, working his way back, you know, from those injuries. And, you know, 2019 was really a, his healthy, his health, you know, he was healthy for the most part until he suffered a concussion, but he really played well. And then this year you would think, all right, with more, with better improved wep- with more, with improved weapons, on offense he will come back you know better than you know better you know in in building off the of last season it's just taking a nosedive from here you know nick you know just what are your thoughts you know about the quarterback situation going forward and you know if peterson should you know if peterson should go that route if like harrison says you know if they go oh five and one with with you know Wentz at the helm and he's playing a pivotal role in that no, Harrison hit it right on the head. I mean, he, the inconsistency by Carson Wentz, it, it, it's been it's been atrocious. He has not been consistent. He'll make a great play here. We know he, we know he has it in him, but it hasn't been at a consistent rate. Um, look, they, they have a tough schedule coming up. They have the 49ers, the Steelers, the Ravens. I mean, that's a three-game stretch. Granted, the 49ers are a little banged up. So, I mean, this week could be a prove-it week. They're on Sunday Night Football. Um, you know, Doug Peterson has talked about simplifying the offense. 
Uh, look, I mean, he's got to he's got to play show some some type of um, comeback this week um, off these first three games because he has not looked good. I mean, Jalen Hurts. I mean, he came in, he came in, did some things. Uh, you know, he did fumble. I mean, you know, it was on a read option play. He's you know learning the playbook a little bit. You know, but going down the stretch, I mean, if they if they start losing more more and more games and they don't have a win in like week seven or eight, I mean, that you know, I think you might have to turn to Jalen Hurts because you know at at that rate, it's like well, you might be out of the playoff race. I mean, granted, they still are in the playoff race right now with the NFC least. So, I mean, listen, I I think that if this continues the way that Carson's been playing. You know, not hitting open guys, missing, uh, missing throws, missing targets. Uh, I think you will turn. You will see a change to Jalen Hurts, and Wentz will get benched. I mean, he is the franchise guy as of now. Um, but the way the season's playing out, he might not be the franchise guy for much longer. Um, mm-hmm. He he will be getting Alshon Jeffrey back within the next couple of weeks, so that could be a plus. That could be that could help him out. Um, you know, hopefully he can get Rager back and Goddard. He is losing some guys. Um, but you know, you can't, this, this is not the ideal situation that I think Eagles, the Eagles front office coaching staff or fans thought that they'd be in at an O two and one start. Um, and then coming into a big stretch against some really good teams and the Steelers and Ravens and 49ers. Uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because, um, if he continues to play like this, it's not gonna, uh, it's not going to turn out well for him. It, it it definitely won't. And we look at Jalen Hurts, who made his, you know, he got a little bit more involved in the offense this week. He had um, two carries for eight yards, both on read options, zone read plays, no Wildcat stuff for people that still want to bring up and said that is Wildcat. It's not. Hurts, you know, two carries for eight yards. His first carry, he read the zone read perfectly, picked up, you know, picked up a first down the second time. Fumbled snap, but that was more so just the exchange between the running back and the quarterback, which happens all the time. But for some reason, people are blowing that way out of, you know, way, 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 way out of proportion. Um, fellas, just your thoughts, you know, on seeing Hurts a little bit more than what we did in the previous week where he was used as a decoy. This time, Eagles put him in a little bit of an ARP, a little bit of a read option, zone read. A tight formation and it paid off with that first run using his you know speed and agility to get to the outside pick up a first down and it looked like he had the same id on the second one if there just wasn't a mishandled snap i mean you can do some really unique stuff with jalen hurts in this offense especially considering how bad this offense has been and how hard it's been for them to move the ball i think that continuing to utilize jalen hurts in unique ways is only going to be good for this eagles team they used a second-round pick on him. They're very, they're very high on him as a quarterback, obviously. But utilizing him in, in some different ways, in some read option, and some gadgety type of ways, like we saw in Week Two um, against the Rams, the defense really flowed to him a lot. Um, on that, uh, they did the little pump and then threw it uh, to the backside. Uh, the Rams defense and the linebackers really flowed to Hurts a lot. So I think that putting him on the field is just another thing that the defense has to pay attention to. Carson has really changed as a quarterback. He's not as mobile as he used to be. He's not going to be the guy um, to run those read options. So I think that using Jalen Hurts in, in different roles in this offense can only do good things for them as they struggle. No, I I agree. I think uh, getting him a little bit more involved, um, 
you know, show show some uh, different types of plays. You know, you know, even if you do want to run a wildcat with him, why not? Just get him on the field. I think at mm-hmm. this point, you know, run some read options. Uh, he's got great mobility. I mean, utilize it. He he was taken in the second round. Um, they're you know they're in a tough spot. Oh, two and one. Why not? I mean, go go use some gadget plays. Um, use some you utilize his speed as well. And I I think uh, getting him more involved uh, will definitely be good for him and be good for the Eagles. I, especially because um he's a talented player he's got quickness um and i think uh they should be utilizing that to the best of their ability oh for sure and now 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 i want to see because it looks like they're going to slowly start building in and adding more things to his plate and like i said week two we saw him be used decoy week three we saw him used as you know in the zone read maybe week four we see a little bit of a passing action rpo and if he can figure that out that just changes again. That just adds another dynamic to this offense that can really, you know, change the game. I know I'm I mean, this might sound crazy because, you know, I, I we watch too much XFL. But we saw the XFL do the double pass. I seen Lane Kiffin do the double pass with Ole Miss. Can we possibly see? And I don't know if this is going I don't know if nobody probably at the Eagles office is listening to this or Doug Peterson and them aren't 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 scheming this, but <laughs> Is there any way possible we could see a double pass from Jalen Hurts to Carson Wentz, who then bombs it out? I'm just saying. The Saints kind of did it. It would be Remember the ultimate plot twist. With uh, with Taysom Hill to Kamara, I believe it was week oh, yeah. one. Drew, okay, like, yeah, threw yeah, the ball yeah, back yeah, to Taysom, yeah. and then Taysom threw it to the other side of the field to Kamara? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't I don't see an issue. Why not? At this point, 0-2-1. Oh, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, get get tricky. Get creative with the play calling. I, I, I'm all for it. I think point. that... I think that Jalen Hurts being on the field can only help his development as a quarterback. It's just yeah. going to give him more experience on the field, more reps in the NFL. No preseason this year. Like, this is really – I mean, he's still green. This mm-hmm. is his first time on an NFL field. I think that just expanding his role can only help him as a long-term quarterback. No, I agree with that. I agree with that because, um, you know, if Carson continues to not play well, getting him on the field more and more, it's just going to it's gonna help he's, his development. And, uh, and, if he get, and if he gets that shot, then uh, it, it, can, it can't hurt him. He's got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, because we've seen just in the NFL in general, you don't know when your starting quarterback's going to play bad or, God forbid, gets hurt and you need to <laughs> make a quick decision and you got to be you got to be prepared. You always, If you're the backup, you always got to prepare like you're going to be the starter because you just never know, a la, you know, Justin Herbert a couple weeks ago having to step in for Tyrod Taylor at literally minutes and hours before game time. And, you know, he played well. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, this is the Total Sports Live podcast here on Anchor. I'm Joe Van Offer, always joined by Harrison Brown and Nick Earnshaw of TotalSportsLive.com. Uh, and, fellas, we look forward to um, this sun- this upcoming Sunday, ga- Sunday game, which is on Sunday Night Football. Oh, boy, this should be a good one. Will the Eagles Will the Eagles shock the world and beat the reign of NFC champs, or will they get absolutely embarrassed on national TV, which will just make things just that much more volatile uh, next week? Um, they're like, like y'all both been saying, they're facing this a banged up San Francisco team. You know, we don't know what the status is for Jimmy Garoppolo or you know Raheem Mostert. Tevin Coleman's out multiple weeks. Um, Jordan Reed's going to be out now multiple weeks with an injury for him. We don't know about the status of George Kittle. Uh, they don't have Solomon Thomas. They don't have um, Nick Bosa. 
Richard Sherman still don't know the the the, uh, the availability for him going forward because he's on that short term IR as well. So they're t- facing a banged up team that looked pretty good against the bad Giants team. You can make the case that the Eagles are just as bad as the New York Giants, and they kind of uh, did their thing with Nick Mullins at quarterback for the uh, 49ers. You saw McKinnon get involved, Jeff Wilson Jr., Brandon Ayuk. I mean. Yeah, this is not gonna be an easy game. This is not gonna be an easy game. If the Eagles are playing better, you might say, Oh, okay, they might come up with a victory. Don't know. Uh, you know, Nick, what do you want? What do you need to see from this team, you know, just to give you hope that they can, you know, string together at least a couple wins? Don't look like they're gonna fall out the the playoff race, you know, maybe squeak in to get the seventh seed. <laughs> just you know what? What what do you need to see to give you just a glimmer of hope? Unlike the Phillies, what do you need to see? I need I need to see the Eagles run the ball more. I, I think that's yes. going to be a, a huge huge thing. Uh, you know, if you can get Miles Sanders more involved, uh, get him on the ground. Um, I want to see them. Uh, we've talked about layup. We've heard layup throws all week uh, with Doug giving a little bit of a answer uh, on uh, on in his press conference about Carson. I think getting screens, uh, moving the ball with Sanders, using utilizing Boston Scott, Corey Clement is going to be really really key. Um, if they want to win this week, um, but Carson, you know, he he's he's really the guy. I mean, he's got to make throws. He's got to see these guys that are open. His vision has to be better. Um, it really falls on him. But I think if Doug can utilize the backs more, um, you know, Dallas Goddard's out. You're you're kind of banged up at receiver right now. I think utilizing the backs a lot more than they have been uh, will be key if they if they want to win this game against the 49ers, who are banged up. Uh, you know, they they don't have Mullins. Um, you know, they have Mullins starting. Uh, Garoppolo's out. Um, they, you know, key injuries uh, with the with the Niners. Um, so, look, I think if they want to run the ball, um, if they want to get you know these little screen passes in, simplify the offense like uh, Doug Peterson's talked about, I think they can they can come in with a victory. But it starts with Wentz uh, completing passes, making good decisions. Um, I don't know how confident I am in, that he could do that, but that that's what has to happen if they want to beat the 49ers because the 49ers still have a good defense. So, uh, I think Carson. It starts with Carson um, making the plays. Mm-hmm. What about you, Harrison? Well, I mean, it's definitely a, a battle of two teams that have been ravaged by injury. Um, I think the 49ers were more well-equipped to handle it. Uh, Nick Mullins is obviously a very competent backup. He, he looked pretty good against the Giants. Um, it's going to be a tough game, like Nick just said. I mean, it's it's going to be a battle. I think that the Eagles certainly, you know, could win it. I, I think that they they have some of the pieces to do it, especially against a 49ers team that is is really just limited. Um, with what they have but Carson has to has to step up I mean he has to go out and have a uh, a Green Bay game like he did last year at Lambeau uh, or a yes, game like he that. yeah or, or a game like that he had yep, against Buffalo he has to have one of those games in prime time where he comes out and is like I'm the guy you know uh, if he doesn't it's it's really a, I mean it's a question right now of where do they go but if he doesn't get this one especially on prime time um, against the 49ers team that is just completely depleted. If they were if they were full strength, there would really be no hope in Philadelphia this week. But I mean, with with the amount of injuries they have, they the, the Eagles could get to one, two, and one, and technically probably be in the uh, in the lead for the NFC East. I mean, pending what happens in in Dallas and Washington and stuff. But uh, they're, they're going to have to go out there and just. I I really you know. Nick mentioned it. The Doug said they're going to simplify the offense. I think that's the way to go. I think you just kind of go with what you like. You know, 
really sit down with Carson like they did with Nick Foles back in the day when Carson went out and they sat down with Nick and were like, all right, what do you like? You know, what can we run to help you kind of feel more comfortable? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they do that. You know, I'm, I'm sure they are yep. sitting down with Carson all the time and discussing this. But I think this week especially, you just kind of go back and, and pull some stuff and get rid of some stuff. Just, you know, kind of simplify it, make it just way more um, bread and butter, what the Eagles are good at. Um, work around the personnel that they have. It's going to be another week where it's just a totally different group of personnel overall. Um, work with what you got. Dedicate to the run. I mean, you guys have mentioned it. Miles Sanders is running the ball very well so far this year. He's running the ball very hard. Dedicate to him. Get him more involved. I'm fine if Corey Clement and Boston Scott each get five touches, whether that be in short passing game screens. I'm, I'm completely on board with them getting involved. Make it just a simpler offense. You're going against a team that's very banged up. The 49ers will likely be playing a simple defense and a simple offense with Nick Mullins. I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan's a very good play caller, and they can do some unique things, but they're without Jet McKinnon, too. Like, they're, they're very banged up. You can only do so much. You know, they, they're going to have to just kind of make it so they can come out and play fast and play hard. So um, hopefully they go up-tempo a little bit more, uh, kind of just make it easier for Carson to go make plays. But... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's to the point where they definitely need to go get a win. I mean, it's it's you, you can't fall to 0-3-1. Yeah, most definitely. They definitely got to get a win here. And you look at San Francisco's game against the Giants, they won 36-9, but really nothing impressive. I mean, Nick Mullins had a great game, 343 yards, uh, touchdown to INT. Uh, but running the ball, the, the Niners didn't have really no shot at, uh, at running the ball. Jarek McKinnon. 14 carries for 38 yards, a touchdown, but only 2.7 yards per carry. Jeff Wilson Jr., 12 carries for 15 yards, one touchdown, but 1.3 yards a carry. Jamichael Hastley, two carries for nine yards. This should be a game where if you can take away the running game like you did with Joe Mixon, it just falls on the passing defense to hold down the fort. But here's the problem. You know, y'all know what the problem is. We've been talking about the problem for the since since week one, they can't cover specifically at linebacker. They can't cover. Nate Gary is having a tremendous time, a horrible time at not covering. And the same can go with Nickel Roby Coleman. He has not looked good at all. Um, I'm I, I'm 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 scared. I hope that is not what happened. What we saw last season, where the Eagles are giving up a hundred yards to receivers every week. They already gave up a hundred this week. Um, if Brandon Ayuk, who had 70 against the Giants, receiving yards against the Giants, if he has 100 this week, we could have, um, the Eagles could have a serious, serious problem. But one thing we did see on defense a little bit uh, more Harrison, we did see a little bit more Craven LeBlanc on the field, uh, more TJ Edwards, um, less of something, but something's got to give with Nate Gary. I mean, geez Louise, and this is no disrespect with what I'm about to say, and I hope there is no disrespect when I'm about to say when I say this. I've seen Jack linebackers in the arena and Mac linebackers in the Arena Football League cover better than Nate Gary has on the NFL football field. Just saying, just saying. Bold statement right there. Shout out to Arena Football, the high motion yeah. podcast. Rest in peace. Uh, but listen, they they did not address linebackers this year in the offseason. They drafted Davion Taylor in the third round. We haven't seen him on the field yet. Um, they're high I on seen Sean him on Bradley. the sideline. Right, right. They're high on Sean Bradley. Yeah, he's there. He's at the game, but not in the game. Um, they're going the slow route with that. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, no preseason games either. It's literally. 
impossible to judge him, I mean, without seeing him. So we're all just kind of a, a blank question mark there with the third-round pick for this year. But it, it's definitely a problem for the Eagles. I mean, I, I mentioned it last week. But, I mean, at this point, I don't know how active they're going to be at the trade deadline. But I mentioned last week that if they are going to be active, they should go out and get a linebacker. I think that's uh, a position that they could kind of plug and play someone, have someone go out and, and make a lot of tackles for them, be more consistent, help in coverages. But um, it's, it's really uncertain right now how, uh, how in contention they're going to be come week eight. But it, it is a problem for sure. I mean, you, you can go the young route. That's the way they're going. I mean, if they're going to be a losing team this year, let some guys develop. I mean, I'm sure they've got some guys on the practice squad that they would love to see out there. Mm-hmm. So if that's the route that they're going to go, you know, if they're kind of uh, tanking for Tua, like the Dolphins were last year, obviously Tua's picked, but that's just a, <laughs> it's just catchy. I like tanking for Tua still. I kind of want to keep it around. Uh, if they're tanking this year, though, I mean, sure, develop the young guys, let them go out there and play. Uh, 60 minutes and become better players like we saw Washington do last year. But if they're going to compete, I think they've got to improve the group, whether it be by trade. Um, I'm sure there's some vets out there that have played meaningful NFL minutes that are that are looking for a home on free agency. I mean, you've got to do something to improve that group. It's 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 not playing to the standard that it needs to be. It's not at all. What do you think, Nick? Uh, no, I'm in agreement. Um, George Kittle is questionable. Um, if he goes, um, I'm going to be really, really nervous um, because uh, Nate Gary on George Kittle is going to be an absolute nightmare for the yes, Eagles it defense. Uh, it's it's listen, the, the linebacking core is not up to standards. Like you guys said, um, Nickel Roby Coleman hasn't played well. Uh, the secondary has been OK. Uh, this past week, it w- wasn't that great. Uh, lone bright spot, though, was uh, they, the Eagles did look pretty good against the run. Um, mm-hmm. So it looks like that that the uh, the 49ers will pass the ball a lot this week. You know, they have a lot of problems. Mostert's out. So I, I think that that'll be a positive. I think they can stop the run really well. But the pass is really where, where I'm worried. Um, guys in the slot, you know, Col- Roby Coleman, the linebackers, covering those guys, it's, it's going to be a little nerve-wracking. Uh, with Ayuk, who's got some speed. Um, so, li- listen, I think this week, uh, you know, you're going to have to get to the quarterback. You're going to have to uh, pressure Mullins a lot um, if you want to make him, force him to make him mistakes. I think that's going to be a big, big part of uh, if the Eagles want to win this week. Yeah, and when we'll see what happens. Eagles, Niners, Sunday night. NBC 820, I think that's when the games are, 820, 815. So, hey, be yes. there. If you ain't got nothing else to do on Sunday, might as well watch the Eagles. And if they get destroyed, we all know why it happened. It won't be a surprise how they lose. Now, if they win, it will be a surprise because they'll have to do something miraculously to win. But at this point, it looks like it might be another loss for the Eagles. Uh, yeah, but but it'll, be a good, it'll be a good podcast if they win. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always a good podcast. but Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little more excitement. A little more excitement if they win. Definitely. Oh man, be like, I can hear it now. I can hear radio. Carson comes off, throws three touchdowns and no interceptions. Those were like 300 Eagles fans who be like, We're back with it, man. Carson's our baby. We're back. It's going to be We're unbelievable. <laughs> all the people, they're going to see people on Twitter talk about, and all the people that doubted Carson Wentz, how do you like that? How do you like that? Walking to him, Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. For sure. But we'll see if we actually get to that point. We actually got to get there, you know, and not, you know, talk about it. So, hey, uh, we'll see. We actually got a few more minutes. Eagles segment really took up a lot of time today, but for obvious reasons because they tied. So only got a little bit of time left. I'm on the podcast here uh, this week, fellas. Uh, do we want to talk about 
what do we want to talk about the wrap up? Do we want to talk about foals or do we want to talk fantasy? Which way do we want to go to wrap up this thing? It's tough one. They're they're both pretty big ones. I mean, Foles yes. was Foles <laughs> yeah. was magical. Foles did his thing. Foles did his thing like he usually does. Comes yes. back, you know, comes in, throws a pick. All right, he looked like a starter when he was starting. Uh, you know, in uh, in, in with the Rams, with the St. Louis Rams. Uh, but no, he came back, looked like a playoff Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles, uh, you know, brings them down from a sixteen point deficit. Uh, the Bears and. The Bears are sitting at three and zero. Now he's the new starter over uh, Mitch Trubisky. Amazing, amazing how that happens. Foles came out with the dark visor and the black glove. I said, <laughs> "Oh man, there he is!" Swag. Look at the swag. When I saw when I saw the image of him in the dark visor, I said, "Hold up, what?" Like what's he was coming to play. Here? I was like, "Oh, he knew. He knew what time it was. <laughs> he knew what time it was uh, uh, for that." And like we said, he came in and played well. Uh, 16 for 29, 188 yards, which isn't, you know, eye-popping. But again, it's just about making the winning plays when it matters. You know, three touchdowns, one interception, a 66 uh, QBR, 95.2 quarterback rating. Trubisky, 13 of 22 for 128 yards, one TD, one interception, 59.9 QBR, 71.8 QB rating. Um, Harrison, I know you are a UNC football fan. And Mitch Trubisky <laughs> was a UNC quarterback. I'm a Nick Foles fan. If I we're know you are. being honest here. <laughs> All right. You know, I, I am a UNC football fan. I know that's well documented. I also was a Marquise Williams fan. Uh, True Mitch Trubisky kind of snuck up on me there. And they wound up just having a number two overall draft pick, just kind of out of the blue. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, um, but listen, <laughs> Nick Foles was the guy there all along completely honest if, if we're being 100 percent honest with ourselves it's kind of the, a similar situation to what the egos are in where they couldn't fully bail on mitch trubisky because of what they invested in him and right. who they missed after him with patrick yeah. mahomes and yes Deshaun Watson, yes all-time blunder an all-time blunder it, it's well documented it's going to be talked about for years i mean that's just historically going to be looked at very poorly but i mean Listen, they brought Foles in. Foles is comfortable with that coaching staff. Foles is the veteran. And they kind of saw last year that Trubisky probably was not the answer um, for them. Obviously, you know, the playoff run was was great back in uh, 2018. Um, the missed field goal or they would have went on. But uh, it, it was Foles' job to lose. And I've obviously been a longtime Foles fan, kind of back since 2013 when he was magical. Uh, really wacky career for Nick Foles. I mean, just up and down and up and down. He himself has stayed relatively consistent in terms of, I mean, if you just need a guy to come off the bench and win you a game, he's a pretty good, you know, bullpen guy to call in. Yeah, He did it in Kansas City. He did it in Philly. Now he's done it in Chicago. Um, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what he does the rest of the way there. I think Matt Nagy and um, he's with someone else, too, from the Eagles coaching staff. I believe it's DeFlippo. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, listen, that's that's great. You know, he's going to be comfortable with those coaches. I'll always root for Nick Foles. Won the Eagles a Super Bowl. Definitely was one of the best days of my life. I know it was one of the best days of your guys' life, and probably a lot of people listening. So, I'm always going to root for Foles. I mean, I'm all in. Let's you know, let's go, uh, let's go Foles. Yeah, for sure. And I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky's uh, contract. He's still on his rookie deal, but back in May, Chicago declined his 24 million dollar option. In 2021, so if this, if your fifth year option is declined, I'm pretty sure that tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> that he's probably done after this season. There, that's what it looks like. And 
that's a blunder. That's like you said, that's yeah. a, like Nick said, you know, that's a blunder of epic proportions that, you know, a guy that you highly invested in, you pretty much say, you know, there's no, you know, there's obviously no more need for you. And if you're Chicago and at this point, if Nick Foles can just do the basic job for you, why not ride him as a starter and then possibly draft another quarterback in this year's draft and let Trubisky go somewhere else? And maybe it's maybe crazy to say this, but maybe Trubisky finds himself and with another team, don't know where that team may be, but maybe he finds himself with another team that, you know, where he can actually sit and develop and learn from somebody. Don't know if that's going to help him, but, you know, it's obvious that's the writings on the wall and that he's pretty much done there. So, hey, we'll see what happens there in Chicago with Nick Foles taking over. They got a tough matchup this week against the Indianapolis Colts going against his old offensive coordinator and Frank Wright. Hey, maybe Trubisky can end up in Indianapolis since Philip Rivers is on one year deal, but he got Jacoby Brissett go. still. So you know, yeah. you never know. The quarterback will get a shot Josh Rosen. Else. I think Josh Rosen will have a shot over uh, Mitch Trubisky. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I think I think Brissett <laughs> will have a shot somewhere else too. I was I'm still kind of surprised yeah. the Colts moved on from him this year. But, that was that was a panic move, I believe. Yeah. And like, all right, we're going to see if Philip Rivers. And right now, we see good Philip, but. Will bad Phillip show up when it's time when the games really mean something and there's postseason implications? That's what I'm kind of worried about. Yeah. So uh, we'll 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 see uh, about that. And last but not least, we got to talk about some fantasy uh, fellas as always. You know, just some you know waiver wire ads or standouts people should be looking at, or you know any anybody that on your guys' roster or teams that are standing out. You know, just you know what 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 what's uh what's going on with y'all in, in the fantasy football realm of things? Uh, doing all right so far. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think I'm holding my own. I actually uh I did catch a W over Total Sports Live Zone Nick Earnshaw this week. I just want <laughs> I want to make sure that uh, I knew that was coming and document it on the coming. podcast. I I just want to make sure all the fans are aware, you know, that I I did catch the W this week. I know a lot of people were were very you know intrigued in that matchup. I did catch the W. Uh, Josh yeah. Allen this thing for me. Um, in terms of waiver wire guys this week, definitely you know if you need a, a streamer quarterback, there's there's a few out there. Big Big Ben has done pretty well this year. Um, Justin Jefferson had a really, really big game, uh, for Minnesota with seven catches and three touchdowns. That certainly puts him back on the fantasy, you know, radar. I know that a lot of people took late round draft picks. Um, he was drafted in my league and then cut around week one. So, um, you know, I, I think that he's back on the wire and then, um, just, you know, in general, there's a few running backs out there, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely thin at running back. Maybe Sony Michelle, he had a big week, but even even he really can't be trusted. Same with Rex Burkhead. So um, definitely a uh, you know an interesting week on the waiver wire. I think that things have kind of settled, and uh, rosters are relatively set. But it might be time to uh, to start making some trades. I might have to start looking around in the Total Sports Live League, see what's uh, see what's on the block. Might might as well. What about you, Nick? Uh, two. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna address uh, what happened this week against Harrison TSL <laughs> Fantasy League. It was just a complete nightmare for my team going to get up against Josh Allen. Uh, congrats to you though, Harrison. Good win. Appreciate Good it. win. Appreciate um, it. two two guys that I'm looking at on the waiver wire: are Brandon Ayuk and uh, Justin Je- Je- Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. Um, you know the Eagles gave up a lot a lot of points uh, last week to T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, so. I think Brandon Ayuk could be a guy that you should look at if you need a receiver in that flex option. 
Or uh, Justin Jefferson also had a big week. He got I actually dropped him in one league this past week too. So that was a that was a mistake by me that I made. So I think definitely look at uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, a guy that, that I picked up last week. Um, if he's still available in your league, Mike Davis of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he had a really really big week for fantasy. Got a lot of a. Uh, especially in PPR leagues. I uh, got a lot of receptions out of the backfield. Um, I think they're going to utilize him a lot with the uh, injury to Christian McCaffrey. So that's uh, a couple of guys I think that uh, you should look, take a look at. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I think Harrison mentioned him, mentioned Mike Davis last week in his, uh, when he was spouting off running backs, Devonte Freeman. And I think he mentioned Mike Davis. So yeah. nice to see Davis panning out, uh, uh, panning out for you. And I only got a couple of guys here for uh waiver wire ads this week. Uh, Mo Ali Cox spoke spoke about him in, on last week's show as potential flex option, and he had another solid game against the Jets this week. Three receptions for 50 yards and a TD. He had 11 points this week according to Fantasy Pros, and he had which was just in you know his second straight game of 11 points. Have he had 11 points against uh, the Vikings in Week Two? And right now he's still available in over 50 percent of fantasy leagues. This is a real sleeper deal. If you don't, if you need a tight end too. With uh, Dallas Goddard out for a few weeks, why not pick up Mo Ali Cox? Because that Colts offense is leaking oil right now, especially at wide receiver with no Paris Campbell and no Michael Pittman Jr. Um, at this at this point either. He's going to be out, you know, as he had to get surgery. Uh, he had to get surgery for a for for a lower body injury. He's going to be out until week eight. So that means we got T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, and XYZ at wide receiver. But you still got Jack Doyle and Moali Cox. So if you need another tight end, if you had Dallas Goddard, why not pick up Moali Cox? He's starting to uh, show a little bit. Uh, another guy, Miles Gaskin, you know, heading into this season, it looked like he was that starting running back to Miami was going to be Jordan Howard and Matt Breida because they signed Howard in free agency. They traded for Breida, but hasn't been the case. As uh, Flores, you know, he gave the ball a lot to uh, Gaskin on uh, on Thursday night football. Uh, 22 carries for 66 yards, five receptions for 29 yards, 9.5 fantasy points, which isn't super high. But again, a flex option, a PPR option as well. And right now he's still available in over 50 percent of fantasy leagues. Other option, Gray Ward Jr. As we start, as we saw, he have a, had a solid game for Eagles, including a touchdown, eight receptions for, I think, 72 yards led the team. Um, this is a guy who possibly could see a lot of targets coming his way with no Dallas Goddard. What's going to happen with Deshaun Jackson and his hamstring? Um, he's an option. Braxton, Braxton Berrios, the Jets need somebody else to step up at wide receiver with Jameson Crowder uh, being hurt and so on. Bashar Perriman laboring. Berrios is an option. Justin Herbert, Nick's guy. He's starting to, he's performing well in his early part of the oh, season. Yeah. And last but not least, T. Higgins, because, hey, why not? Five receptions for 40 yards, nine targets, two TDs. Gotta love it. You, you hope that he gets more, stays involved in that offense and they start to and since he starts to phase out AJ Green, because the future is now with the Boyd, uh, with the Boyd uh, Higgins combo and whoever else shows up for him. But I think that's going to wrap up the show. We uh, wrapped up everything. You know, we talked Eagles, got into talked about Nick Foles a little bit, jumped into fantasy as well to wrap up. And hey, we hope <laughs> that the Eagles come away with the victory so we don't have to talk about another L. Or maybe they'll tie again. Hey, you never know. Maybe we'll have two ties in a season. I, but I would hope that is not the case. Because if that's the case, then <laughs> somebody might be losing their job <laughs> if there's another tie. 
But uh, I think that's it, fellas. So, you know, if you want to catch us, you know, check us out. You can read you can read us on TotalSportsLive.com. Well, yeah, go on the site. You know, you'll see something on there. Maybe from like two weeks ago, but that's okay. There's stuff there. So TotalSportsLive.com. Uh, you can follow TotalSportsLive at TotalSportsLive. You can check out, um, you know, Harrison at Harry Brown Russo. At, you can follow Nick on Twitter at N. E A R N underscore nine. Every time I say that, it feels like I'm at a spelling bee, so I don't have to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you follow him on Twitter as well. Check out the podcast. Like I said, it's on available on all platforms. Really appreciate really people really supporting and listening to the podcast. Really appreciate that uh, a lot, y'all, because it was a lot for us to, you know, make this transition to anchor and really go full forward and for hedge forward from Block Talk Radio. And so far, so far, so good. It's uh, been for us. I think that's about it, fellas. I think I wrapped up everything I needed to, but I might not be sure. We wrapped up everything. We good. Just another shout out to Anchor. I mean, they're the best. Yes. 100%. 100%. We're all in on the Anchor team. Anchor, if you're listening, we love you. Also, Great platform. Also, DraftKings. Also, DraftKings. Can yeah. we get like a promo or something? Can we get up. like a promo code? <laughs> We're around. You know where to find us, DraftKings. You know where to find us at, indeed. So, <laughs> hey, for uh, for me, Harrison, and Nick, everyone have a good one, and we will talk to you guys very soon.